Welcome to another special episode of Inside the Drinker's Studio. My name is Ralph. This episode will feature KCOS's Wine and Food Classic. Thankfully, Michelle and I were able to, to be there to try out the food, the wine, and to interview a lot of people who are passionate about wine, to talk with different um, restaurants in town, different distributors. And um, special thanks to Emily Martin-Loya. She's the general manager of KCOS, which is El Paso's PBS station. Um, thank you for, for throwing this great event, for making this happen, and for having us out there. All right, guys, enjoy. We're here with Ruben with uh, Pioneer Wines and Spirits from Austin, Texas. So tell us about what you're doing here. What do you got? Well, this is uh, actually our first time representing Pioneer Wines here in El Paso at the uh, KCOS uh, fundraiser. I brought some wines from a little bit all over the country. I've got some Italian. Uh, I've got an Italian bruschetta that's really, really sweet. I've got some Argentinian wines. I've got some wines from Washington State and, of course, California. Pioneer Wines is a, uh, it's a real cool company. We represent a really abundance of small production wines and spirits. Uh, nothing that's what you would call mainstream. So really, uh, really elegant boutique wines. Okay. What do you? What is your selection here? Well, I've got I've got a really cool white wine from Spain. I've got some uh, Sauvignon Blancs from uh, California, Washington State, uh, Chardonnay. I've got some Pinots from California. I've got some red blends. Of course, red blends have always been real popular. Yeah. I've got a Washington State Merlot. I've got uh, Argentinian Cab Cabernet, and I've got a California Cab, and a couple of sparkly. Very awesome. nice. So what we're, here, we, we're yeah, trying what the Chardonnay. We, we're trying the Chardonnay, which is from where? What's the name of it? That's Revelry Chardonnay. It's from Washington State, Howell Mountain area. So for some reason, I get cheese. You get a little cheese in there. Yeah, I got cheese. Yeah, I smell that. Cheese. Yeah, I don't know if it's a glass or is it a. Uh, the glass was clean. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, wow. so he's pouring himself a glass with a Chardonnay. Okay. It is cheese, you can smell the cheese as well or no? Mm. Okay, I don't know. But it's pretty tasty. I'm enjoying this. It's really good. That's, mm -hmm. that's I mean, what you're probably tasting. Is that stainless steel? So it yeah. doesn't see any oak. So it's not aged oh, no. Okay. okay, so. When you have stainless steel, it's really, really crisp. You have to okay. get more of the taste of the fruit uh -huh. versus the real heavy oak and wood and stuff. Right. And the Chardonnay. It's pretty good. Do you have any reds? Well, we do reds. Rosé. Well, I can try the rosé. Let's try the rosé. We don't discriminate here. This is a Elizabeth Spencer. <laughs> well, then we pour this out. I do not discriminate. Good wine. So we've got a rosé. Elizabeth Spencer is a really, really small production. They only do 500 cases a year. Okay, so this is Elizabeth Spencer. And it's made from 100% Grenache. Okay. So it's made in the same style you would do a white Zinfandel. It starts off with red Zinfandel grapes. Okay. And it smells great. It smells really, really good. Oh, it's got a beautiful nose. Get, get some hints of strawberry in the nose. Yeah, yeah definitely. But then the Grenache is going to finish off really, really dry. So what type of uh, grape is Grenache? That's Grenache. Grenache is okay. a red grape. Where is it from, uh, native? From where? Um, actually, it's it's now it's so popular, it's all over the world. Okay. Uh, originally, most all grapes started off in Europe. 
That one I think originated in Spain. Okay. It's really good. You get a lot of sweet. For a rosé, I think it's. And you didn't want to try rosé. No, I do love rosés. You know, there's a misconception, obviously, especially here in El Paso, that you have a rosé and people are gonna think that it's sweet like Sinfandel, and it's not the case. Right, right, right. So they get thrown off. I had some at the bar, and it was very dry, so people were like, "Oh no." Like, it's not supposed to be sweet, so, yeah. I but think in our whole really portfolio, I think we only have one white Zinfandel. Okay. We, we really don't do a whole lot of white Zinfandel. Yeah, no. So, nice alternative to white Zinfandel. Well, very nice. I really like what you're doing. Okay, so we're here with Sean. You. He used to work um, at Hope and Anchor. He was one of the best bartenders there. So now he's with... Republic National? Yeah, so sell booze rather than sling booze. Yeah, we always wanted to get you on this podcast while you were a bartender, but I guess we can get you now as a rep. Yeah, I'm down for that too. So tell us about Republic. Republic is a multi-billion dollar corporation, but I'm not going to get into the details about that. Mm -mm. We have a fine, fine variety of products as well as wine, which I do sell as well. We won't get into that either. So I have, <laughs> I have my favorite wild turkey. That is, that is my stick. Gotta love me some bourbon. Very nice. Do you miss bartending? I'll always miss bartending. But after reaching close to my 30s, I need to be the, be the adults and say 401k, you know, savings plan, all that stuff, insurance. And not that bartending can afford that, just, you know, you don't get that through. through like you don't get it automatically. Yeah, yeah that definitely. That is true. That is definitely. true. Um, you're still doing your bartender's breakfast? I, I will be. You know, I'll expect some, some good uh, videos coming out in the future. But of course, once I get settled in and figure out products in which ways I can create them and El Paso can use them for their benefit, will only help the city. The city grow as a cocktail, cocktail place. Awesome. So you've been with Republic for a couple of weeks now? Second week. How are you doing over there? So well, far. They're not, giving, they're not giving me too much trouble. That's good. You didn't get yeah. my account. I'm sad about that, but it's okay. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm mainly in the Northeast and downtown, so yeah. the furthest I go is Hope and Anchor, which is kind of by their request. And I'm not saying anything if you request something, but it may change things around. Okay, well, if, if I get upset at Tony or something, then maybe I can get you. <laughs> He's a good guy, so he is a good guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll do you justice. Okay. So tell us more about your bartender's breakfast, because you do that, and I know that's your passion still. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that, because we, uh, as a podcast, we're trying to do something similar. So tell us about you. Definitely. Instead, I'm being, I do videos, I do Instagram posts, stuff like that. Use off-the-wall stuff to make interesting cocktails that you won't find really anywhere else, and it's meant for the home consumer to have because, you know what, you go to a bar, everyone is too busy to be making intricate cocktails and stuff like that, so step-by-step -step guide on what you need and what you need to, uh, how to prepare it so you can enjoy great cocktails in the comfort of your own home. Cool. So that's Bartender's Breakfast. Bartender's Breakfast. People, check it out. You're on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Three videos up right now. Instagram will be bartenders underscore breakfast. And you can find me, check out some cool posts and stuff like that. And comment on my many punctuality mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, one last question. Uh, what historical figure would you like to have a drink with? And what would it be? I'm sorry, repeat that. What historical figure would you like to have a drink with? And what would you be drinking with that person? Yeah, you got to say Hemingway because you know you're not going to have one drink. And, you know, you got to go with that daiquiri. It, it'd probably be like the way that he prepared it and 
Sounds very exciting. I'm pretty sure it'd be an interesting night for sure. Very, yeah. It's yeah. a good answer. Really cool. Good answer. So Hemingway Daiquiri with Hemingway. Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. So right. wait, wait, is this your table over here? Yeah. You guys, you guys can't see it, but I was here at 2 o'clock setting it up, and we had kind of a mixed theme going on. We have part Halloween, part Christmas. Kind of tied in between two holidays, and no one's oh, seen yeah, to point that I out yet. Yeah, I just noticed that. Tons and tons of wine. I doubt we'll get through it all, but once we do, I can know, help. Yeah, I'm sure people will come back and refill their glasses because we have some great products on the, okay, on the table. Okay, is there anything that we can go and taste that you recommend that we must have? Yes, go, go and try the Maestro, which is a is a red blend. Okay. okay. You won't find that bottle less than less than 50 bucks retail, but you can try it here for free. Very nice. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you like. Also, a lot of the stuff. Like from Simi, you have vegan wines, which are fantastic. How many people know that uh, most wines contain either egg whites or fish guts? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And these don't do that. They're more of a on the vegan side, so you can actually give that to people that are very health conscious. And I feel bad for the people that actually had wine that was not vegan. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, I never knew have that. To sit down one of these days and have a proper interview. I will this second that. We will try to get you on it. And I won't be from the bartender side, of no course. No more excuses. But, hey, none excuses. <laughs> it was business. I know, I know. All right, well, thank you very much, Sean. It's no problem. Michelle, we'll awesome to see you out of here. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank good. you. Black Orchid. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, nice to cozy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. exactly. So I get being in there all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I really don't get anybody from wine. That's going to change. We're going okay. to have a new rep on the west side. That's going to be uh, a little okay. bit different. Okay, cool. So um, you're with Glazers. So Southern Glazers. Southern Glazers. I forgot that you guys separated. Um, tell us about Southern Glazers. What are you guys doing now that you are separated from the other side? Well, the biggest change is uh, that we no longer take care of malt and we're no longer partners with them. So that's kind of the uh, the initial, um, I guess, the most notable thing, right? Um, so aside from that, is uh, it's kind of it's the uh, coming together of two family-owned uh, distributorships uh, in the country. Uh, Glazers have been in 12 states, uh, representing you know great products, Crown Royal, Tito's. Uh, on the wine side, we've done uh, Moet, we've done you know countless of brands, right? So. Um, uh, Southern in the other 34 states that they were in, uh, we didn't overlap at all. So uh, coming together with a big family organization, two big family organizations, really seeing the same vision for the country, uh, wanting to bring the, the two companies together. So they both dissolved their companies and uh, created a new company on July 1st that uh, is going to realign and kind of shake up the entire distributorship in the, in the country. It's really exciting to be Very nice. That. That's yeah, exciting. That's really cool. I'm excited about that because... Yeah. When you guys were together with the other Glazers, it was kind of a yeah. nightmare. I mean, I'm sorry. No, beer and wine are not, uh, <laughs> they're not always in the, people don't think of them yeah, the same way, you know. No. You, we sell, it's, a way to look at it is, uh, you know, a huge portion of the, the beer, the malt business is convenience store business. You know, that counts right. for about 30% of their overall nut. And uh, for us, you know, that's only about 3% of ours. So okay. their focus and priority has been a lot different. So it's nice to realign with a company that has the same vision with us. So what do you do with Southern Glazers? With Southern Glazers, I manage, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, um, yeah, I manage uh, the wine sales for uh, all the, the restaurants in town. 
uh, the liquor stores, what we call package stores, mm -hmm. um, and all the fine wine business in town as well. So Very I nice. do have my second level sommelier certification with the Porto Master ask Sommelier. You what are your qualifications? So that's kind of why they, they stuck me in the fine wine corner. So. Okay, so as a, as a sommelier, we're almost there. I mean, can we call yeah, you yeah, that already? Certified. You yeah, are certified. Two. Okay. Absolutely. What do you recommend from this table that we try? We try the. Uh, I and everything. I picked out all of these. So. Is there any other that we need to try? <laughs> okay. Well, what's your style? That's that's the first question um, I would ask. I'm into Cabernets. I'm into Chardonnays. Okay. I'm into Rosés. I mean, Malbecs. I don't really discriminate. So you don't discriminate. No, I like I don't that. Discriminate. You're my favorite customer then. Thank you. So I would start you off with the Portlandia Pinot you know, Gris. Here's the thing. Just don't give me Moscato. Uh, yeah. No. No. I wouldn't go. do that. Okay. Uh, so to start you off, actually, you know, I'm gonna back up. Start you off with the Gruet Sauvage. Uh, it's a uh, it's a Brut Sauvage, uh, sparkling wine nice. made in Albuquerque. Um, it's a world class wine producer, sparkling wine producers recognized uh, by master sommeliers all over the world uh, as being a premier American sparkling wine. Okay. Do you mind if we go over there and, and check it out? No, Let's go. So I personally love bubbles, so I would try all of these before I would move on. That's my personal taste. But some people get a little tired of bubbles, so um, I do Sauvage first because it's the driest, it's the brightest. There's zero dosage added to the wine um, before for the secondary fermentation process. So um, let's try this. So the fermentation process in sparkling wine is twofold. Uh, you have the initial fermentation of the still wine, then they add sugar and a little bit more yeast to the wine, uh, crown cap it to get the, the nice effervescence that you have in this wine. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah. That's really good. The vineyards themselves are actually grown. Uh, the, the wine grapes themselves grow in uh, outside of truth or consequences, but the winery facility, the crush, fermentation, all that takes place right outside of it. Wow. Okay, is there a lot of uh, local wines from the area that you guys are happy to have in your portfolio and pushing out? If you want to jump into the reds, we, uh, we are now representing, again, the Casa Madero line. Um, they're grown in Coquila, state of Mexico. Uh, in the Valle de Paras. Um, they just went through a whole, huge revitalization of their vineyards, their winemaking process, their whole facility has been revamped, relaunched um, with this beautiful new package on it. We just turned these on in Whole Foods as well. So the Cabernet, the Chardonnay, and the Merlot are available there. And um, just a really great property. Um, and, and really special, you know, being in this region on the border, you know, having quality Mexican wine is pretty cool. You know, that's really exciting, especially for me because I'm from Mexico and in growing up I heard that the, we make really good Mexican wine. Unfortunately, you couldn't find any any good one. You find the cheap one at the uh, Soriana and the other places. And I'm glad that, that, that now yeah. you find that over here. I mean, I don't know if you can find that in Juarez yet, but it's really yeah. The reason is, I mean, they ship all of it to Europe. Right? That's the, the biggest wine drinkers in the world are in England and France. And uh, most of their, even Casamadero, their largest uh, market is England. Is Interesting. So, um, I'm very curious. I'm yeah. I need to keep eating as well. Pace yourself, Michelle. It's okay. I'm driving. I mean, yes. I'll, I'll drink right. some That's water. That's why Uber exists. It's my job. <laughs> We're inside Uber the drinker exists. studio and we drink. <laughs> <laughs> we do. 
So, okay, awesome. Anything else that you want to recommend for so this the, table? So the path that I would take in this, uh, I'll just kind of walk you through it so that way you can come back, you know, at your leisure. You don't have to stay here the whole time, but, um, you know, bubbles for sure. Um, and then I would jump over to the Portlandia Pinot Gris, one yeah, of the good. most um, just cleanest, really refreshing wines I've tried recently. Um, Pinot Gris being a uh, normally a really kind of a full-bodied varietal. I really like this particular expression of it. Um, and then getting into the reds, I would start with the Pinot Noir. So one on the far right is from Santa Rita. It's a new project with uh, Raj Parr, James Beard award-winning wine professional, writer, um, restaurateur. I mean, you name it, the guy's done it in the wine world. Um, but his Santa Rita Hills, that Pinot Noir, is pretty new to us, about two months in our portfolio. Um, and then from there, I jump probably to the Talbot, a single vineyard Pinot Noir out of Monterey. You have, uh, this one's grown in the Sleepy Hollow Vineyard. Um, sits on top of this chalky hill. It's a, a French Grand Cru clone. So um, it's pretty special. Then I would go, jump over and start doing some of the kind of the bigger bodied red wines. Um, one that you would, everybody's gonna love is this Freak Show. It's a red blend that just was launched this last month. Interesting. Um, real big bodied, 15.5% alcohol. So pace yourself for sure on that one. Um, and then and the Smith & Hook is also a new red blend that just yeah. got uh, made. They were um, doing Cabernets for the longest time only, and uh, they just came out. Isn't it really good? It's really, really good. Um, then I like jumping back to the Chardonnays because the reds, if you do too much reds, your palate gets tired. So I go back to the whites, do a couple of the Chardonnays, the flowers, and then the, the three sticks for sure. That three sticks is... I mean, something, if you like Chardonnays, you're gonna fall in love with that. Um, Estate grown, um, tremendous scores in Spectator and Wine Advocate, and um, just really, really cool. And then I'd get back into the Cabernets, finish up with the Faust. <laughs> that's got that's my one. eye. Yeah, yeah, that's the one you have to finish on. That's actually a reference to a uh, to an old Gotha story, right, right. Um, the, uh, the Faustian deal, right? So the guy who made this actually made a deal with his father to uh, that he could produce a uh, award-winning Cabernet out of Oakville, um, where his father didn't believe him, and he's like, "No, you're selling your soul to the devil." So that's kind of the story, the, the backstory on that. But highly recommended, very, very fantastic. Event, so, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for talking to us. Absolutely. I hope that we uh, can meet you again. Absolutely. We can have a proper sit down and uh, stop by the bar anytime. Yes, I will. Talk wine. here with David from LNF. He's my wine rep for the bar. You haven't seen you in a while though. Well, you know, it, it's it's a busy time of year right now. We have October, November, December, and it, it just gets really crazy. A lot of events. So. I know, I know. I'm just I just like giving my. I, I still am sorry though. It's okay. it's okay. So tell us about the selection that you brought here. Tell us about LNF. What you guys are doing for the wine scene. So LNF has been. Uh, we've been in the wine business now for about five years. Uh, and we decided uh, we don't want to go with these uh, really mass-produced wines. Mm -hmm. So we picked these very uh, special, very eclectic, small producers. Uh, and today, the selection that we picked, uh, we picked Felino, which is an Argentinian wine, beautiful Argentinian wine. Molly Duker, which is a very popular name uh, and is one of the bigger producers that we carry, even though they're still very small. Uh, very crazy, really bold, bold wines. Uh, and then on the other side, we picked Owen Rose, who's a producer out of Oregon and Washington, okay. producing great Pinots, very Bordeaux-style blends, but coming okay. out of the United States. And then on the far end, we decided to go with really sweet wines, so we went with a bunch of Moscatos, Sangue de Juda, which are all very sweet, but we wanted to go Italian. We didn't want to do the typical American sugary wines. Yeah. We wanted something a little special. Okay. 
Yeah, and I'm drinking the Felino Malbec, and yeah, I'm drinking one of the Moscatos, great. and I can't complain because usually I say no. Yeah, you this know, is pretty good. Moscato's always very sugary. Uh, yeah. I hate Moscato, but <laughs> I can drink Italian Moscatos. Yeah, you know, Italian Moscatos very drinkable, really nice wines. Uh, I highly suggest the Sangue de Judah, which okay. is a red Italian, nice. and it's very sweet, but it's not sugary, very smooth, a lot of flavor to it. Uh, and then on the dry side, you've already had the Felino, which is a very bold, spicy Malbec. The next thing you should try is La Maldita Granacha. Okay. Uh, Granacha is a, a grape that's grown very widely throughout the, the entire world. But in Spain, in the Rioja region, it's very hard to grow. So anybody who's producing a Granacha out of Rioja, it's something special. They're okay. growing it because they love the wine, not not because it's profitable. Not because it's easy. So yeah. I highly recommend that that be the next one that, that you try. Let me try that, actually. The, the Yes, please. Oh, yeah, that looks like that. a really cool bottle. La yeah, Maldita. I love the bottle. You know, they call it La Maldita wow. because, you know, it's temperamental. It's hard on them. Uh, it doesn't do what they want, you know, but they love it. You know, they, they love it. <laughs> every, everybody everybody has a Maldita in their life. I, I like that story. Yeah, I, like that. I empathize really with that story. Cool. Okay, so... Yeah. yeah, let me get you guys some wine. Nice. Awesome, awesome selection here from LNF. I'm really happy that they're doing some wine here. So, ooh, he's got a, ooh, a it fresh open. bottle. Fresh bottle. Special. Yes, very special. And uh, ignore the people in the back, they're doing an auction, so we're sorry about that. Thank you, KCOS, for, for hosting this awesome event. Yes. So this is Granacha? This is Granacha, which is basically the Spanish word for Grenache. Uh, Grenache uh, originated in France and uh, it's still produced in large quantities there and it's also being produced in Washington and Oregon. But in Spain, Grenache kind of takes on its own life. It's a, it's a little bit bolder. It's a little bit spicy. Uh, it doesn't have the acidic structure that most of the other Grenaches uh, throughout the world have. But, I mean, I, I love Spanish. Yeah, this is really good. This reminds me of, like, a sour ale. Like, if you like sour ales, then try this out. Yeah. I get dark cherries, black yeah. cherries. You get a lot of stone fruit. Yeah. This one I love because the acid structure is a little bit stronger. Not too dry. No, and yeah, it's not it's not too dry. It's a great food pairing wine, uh, but it's also a great wine just to you know drink on its own and, and get really really drunk with. I enjoy this a lot. Maldita. La maldita. La maldita <laughs> and is this a very expensive wine? Is this something we can no, get any smaller? You, you can find it at. Uh, like a, a Whole Foods, uh, under twenty dollars. I think I think they have it for about twelve, eleven dollars, somewhere around there. Okay. So very inexpensive, very affordable. Well, you and I will be talking. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> That'd be cool to and, have. And I will bring a bottle of Maldita. Bring, me, bring, me, bring me la Maldita, otherwise don't come back. Oh no, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much for talking to us. Well, thank you very much. So we're here with Chris Pickett is your name, and you work for Republic National Distribution yes, Company, and you do wines. Yes. Okay, so tell us about that. Tell us as much as you can about the wine selection, what you guys do for Republic, and what you do. I am an on-premise uh, salesman for Republic Beverage. Worked for him for 25 years. I call on restaurants mainly. 
what we brought here tonight on the wines was we brought a, a whole different eclectic part. We brought some nice Cabernet Sauvignons, nice Bordeaux blend. We brought some Tempranillo, brought a lot of nice whites, even some Moscatos, which isn't my forte, but you know, people like people like the people like the sweet wines. That's a running theme. Yeah, it's a thing. And you know, wine is a lot of fun. I've been doing this for 32 years, and I learn something new every day. I don't ever go out uh, thinking that I know everything, and I will never know everything. I don't mind tasting something new and finding different. You know, red blends are fantastic these days. We try the maestro, but I think we still need to try a little bit more. So if you want to go ahead, you know, and 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 like the maestro is a great Bordeaux blend. The winemaker from uh, Robert Mondavi is from France, and she's been wanting to do a Bordeaux blend since it's uh, their 50th anniversary of Robert Mondavi being in business. They told her, do what you want, and so she did. It's a Merlot, Cabernet Franc, Cabernet, Petit Verdot, and Malbec blend, so it's a typical Bordeaux blend from France. It's really nice. You know, the packaging is great, too. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people like is packaging. Just like people. <laughs> is there something we go ahead and, and maybe you can recommend a white one sure. that we can try? Sure. Or one cow of Have you ever tried? We have a white blend called Franciscan Equilibrium. And it's, it's a Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, Viennier blend. Okay. With a little muscat, too. Okay. A little bit, okay. Awesome. You're gonna have this. Yeah, because you haven't uh, <laughs> finished your. It's idea. got a little fruit up front, and it dries out. Okay. They don't have water so don't, here. So you don't have a rosé. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're missing the water. And you'll get the nose on that. Alright, so we're swirling, swirling. Oh, that's beautiful. It is. It's very nice. It's a very nice blend. Easy to drink. It's not as uh, dry uh, as a Chardonnay. Not as sweet as a Muscat. Uh, it's kind of on a Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's got a, a great nose and, and it just opens up. It's one of my favorite. Franciscan is one of my favorite wineries anyway. Their cab is the number one cab in restaurants. Okay. okay. That's very nice. That's what we call RGS. Real good stuff. <laughs> I like that. Everybody has their you know, wine ratings or oh, what did it get? Oh, I got a 90 or a 91. Well, the two winemakers, one in, in Texas and one in New Mexico, are friends of mine. It's in okay. Valle and, and uh, La Vina. Nice. Okay. And we were doing a wine tasting one time. The three of us get together sometimes. We all bring a bottle of wine and see who can outdo bring the best bottle. They'll bring $300 bottles, and I'll bring something that's about 50 or 60 bucks, and I always, and I always win because I'm, it's always something different because I get to try a lot of wines. Very nice. Yeah. Are and you certified? Are you sommelier? Certified crazy. Of course. Even better. Those are the best ones. No, I, 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 I haven't taken the test to, okay. to be a sommelier. Oh, just, you, do, you do know your wine. Uh, yeah. You know, I've tried everything. You know how it is. You know what it is. It's practice, practice, practice. Exactly. You know, that's the best way. Somebody says, "How did you figure out about wines?" And somebody said, "I just do a lot of practice." You know, my elbow is. So you hear that, guys? It's practice. Just practice. But we were we were at, uh, we were tasting it one time, and, and they said, well, "What do you think?" And I said, 
I said, well, yeah, I think it's GS. And actually, we say good shit. Awesome. <laughs> and then awesome. this one's RGS. It's real good shit. <laughs> and occasionally you have RRGS. Really, really good shit. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Like this one runs for this one, uh, it runs for about $19.99. Well, that's not bad. I'm gonna talk to Tony. Tony's my rep. I own the Black Orchid Lounge, oh, okay, yeah. so I've told him yeah, to bring me some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, Yes, Cozy. you go to yes, yeah, exactly. Now the greenery and whatever else yes, he's doing. Yes, whatever these days. he's getting. He's a crazy man. But I'm but, the one that does all yeah, wine, I'm, wineless restaurants. Or I'm wine. looking to bring some more of these type of blends because I have a lot of picky wine people every now and then so it's a good thing to have so that's why it's like 19 miles I didn't I didn't actually pick the wines tonight uh, I showed up and it was if you haven't ever tried this is what a Sauvignon Blanc should taste like right here Robert Mondavi is the first one to do a Fumé Blanc a Fumé Blanc is a Sauvignon Blanc it's just when they call it Fumé Blanc they can charge more for it what does Fumé stand for do you know that the fumé is, is what they, in France, and what they do is they use a little oak. They put in a little oak. Most most uh, white wines, you know, like Sauvignon Blancs, Pinot Grigios, they're all in stainless steel. So okay. they don't get any of the, the wood flavor right. to it. Well, he couldn't sell Sauvignon Blanc, so he decided to put in a little oak for a while, call it a fumé blanc. So and it's tasty? This is, this is one of the best. Let's taste it then. I'm the one that's been drinking here like crazy, <laughs> raging alcoholic, and I somehow had to go get to my bar. It'll be okay. This is fun. This is Are really you having night. fun? I guess there's yes. got a lot of body. I have Mickey Mouse watch. I just that's what I'm known for. Someone <laughs> my size that wears a Mickey Mouse watch. It's awesome. So this is the Fumé Blanc. Fumé Blanc from Robert Mondavi. It's a lot. It's a drier style Sauvignon Blanc, but man, it's... It's people that like red wines. It's that style of white. What type of grapes do they use in this one? Well, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. It's just like years ago there was Shiraz and Syrah. It's a Syrah grape. <laughs> do what? That was a stupid question. It's like Sauvignon Blanc, what type of grapes? <laughs> well, no, but people, it's like there's Pinot Gris and there's Pinot Grigio. It's Pinot Grigio grape. They oh, just wow. call it Pinot Gris. This is so different. Nice? This is very... It's, it's, it's a lot It's drier. Yes, it's, it's a lot as, drier. Yeah. But it doesn't have a lot of aftertaste either. You can taste balls. It's more ballsy, even though it's a little yes. bit drier and white. You know what? It's, it's I always, I always say I, I like my wine like my women. A lot of body. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm sorry, you know, but I do wine classes. I, I just, <laughs> if I describe a wine, I'm usually describing myself. So. Well, you oh, love about and, it. And it be, you, know, <laughs> you get those descriptions online. They tell you what you're supposed to taste right. and all that. Gravelly. And, and people will you know, go like that. And, and I'm like, well, what do you taste? What taste? Well, it's whatever you think you taste. Right. I'm, I have one of those that's not a foo-foo guy. Okay. It's like, if you like it, drink it. If you don't like it, let me... Right. I can bring you down to something or, or up to something that you do like. Because I can tell right off the bat whether people like it or not. And they're like, oh no, this is... Like some lady came over here and she goes, oh, I want a, a, a Riesling. Oh no, that's too sweet. Okay, well, what do you like? Dry. Give her a shark. Oh no, no, that's too dry. <laughs> no, let's go to a Sauvignon Blanc, okay? 
But it's nice, isn't it? It's very nice. It's something that, that just has a lot more body to it. I don't like stuff that, like, did I drink anything? <laughs> Is this you water? Like a lot of Pinot Grigios and, and a lot of Sauvignon Blancs. And Sauvignon Blancs, they become the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. Very grapefruit and acidic. I you can tell enjoy a New Zealand one. I enjoy And there's some that are over the top, like... Kim Crawford. I saw Kim Crawford. That one is just like... Isn't that the one that you can get at Walgreens? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't I sell... I think I got one at Walgreens. I don't sell like retail. Seven bucks or something. I mean, but not they discriminating. Have, they can get... Like, this is, this is a... <laughs> this is kind of funny. This is a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, but it's light in calories. Oh, yeah. I'm going, really? Because when I'm drinking wine, I'm worried about the calories. Does that even make sense? It doesn't make sense to me. No. You know what? Years ago, we used to sell Palmasan. That was like a, a big wine and a half gallon. We had light Chablis, light rosé. Uh -huh. And on the west side, we sold a lot of it, you know, because those people are looking for a good you time. Know, uh, the, the better stuff. <laughs> well, this is really good stuff. And but, I, I mean, it is nice. Yeah. And it's not your typical. Some people like the Sauvignon Blancs are just fruit forward, like Kendall Jackson. Okay, so the Rojo and Gabby, how much would that run for? This one is. Uh, like at Albertsons, it's like twenty two ninety nine. Okay, so it's something it's still get at affordable. Albertsons, people. Yeah, affordable. Still, it's still affordable. Good. Yeah. Take it from me. I recommend it. Very good. Yes. Fumé Blanc. Proseccos nice. are popular. Uh, then there's mostly Chardonnays here, and they're different styles. Yes. The Franciscan always use a little bit of oak, but not too much. Okay. It got to where they're doing a lot of un-oak Chardonnays now because some of them got to where we used to have to chew through it. <laughs> <laughs> just too much wood. Yeah. Although, when a woman says, I like a lot of wood, then... There you go. Let's go. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that, Michelle? As wood? <laughs> Tastes like wood? Good. I love wood. Hey, you said this was R-rated. <laughs> R-rated. I mean, not R-rated, but... Uh, <laughs> no, you know, you guys have a really good portfolio. It's solid. Every time well, that Tony do. brings something to the bar, I'm like, thank you very much. Or be like, you know, I don't And we get it. new stuff every Sometimes day. Sometimes it just teases me with a very expensive one that I cannot carry. You know, like, we just picked up the prisoner one. Yeah. Which, uh, they have a cab called Cuttings that's just freaking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm doing a wine dinner at Cafe Grill tomorrow. We're doing all the prisoner. The prisoner, which is the red blend. They have a Merlot called Thorn, Cuttings Cab, Saldo Zinfandel, and then they have a white that you would love. It's called Blindfold. I like that. That is a very nice. They have a nice. Uh, <laughs> See, now you're getting, you're getting bad again. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, but those are in the higher, well, higher range. Well, they're a little yeah, because the Cuttings, Prisoner, all they're $26.50. Yeah. The Blindfold, $17.50. It's on premise. And what's, what's good about on premise, we have the pricing that's good for on premise. They don't get it off premise. Uh, they get a higher. We get you guys get a great bigger discount, which makes it not so bad when people see it retail. It's like the Maestro. Oh, we tried that. Yeah, we tried. That was amazing. It's a fifty dollar retail price, but to a restaurant, it's thirty seven fifty. Not bad. So that's not too bad. No, but it is nice, isn't it? It's really good. That's a typical Bordeaux blend. It's Merlot, Cabernet Franc. Cabernet, Petit Verdot, and Malbec. So that's a typical Merc. Well, I have a question for you. Sure. It's something we do at this podcast, and since we've been drinking wine, it's an R-rated. Uh-oh. What do you do when you get drunk? I don't get drunk. You don't get drunk? Really? It's, I haven't in a long time. From all the wine, you just 
you just immune to it. Pretty much. But see, I, I, I sip too, because okay. I do so much of this. I'll do like four restaurants a day and I'll taste them on wines and I'll like, I'll taste a little bit and, and yeah. that, that's it, because I, I know how to taste myself. You're like the second person that has told That what? That you don't get drunk. You're like the second person. Well, I mean, when you have enough experience, you know when your your stopping well, point. Is. And, and it's only after a wine dinner where I'll start drinking my Jack and Waters when it's kind of <laughs> iffy. But uh, but I, I I try and, and be a little bit, uh, especially in this business. We're we're uh, I mean they're after people that are in the business. I know. Right. Right. They're after me. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since you don't get drunk, if you were to be stranded on an island. Your ship went down. Oh, shit. You had it's some gonna wine. Be, it's going to be what wine would what, you have? Exactly. There you go. What wine would you have for one the rest wine. of your life? Just yeah, one wine. Let's say that you were sailing the Republic National ship. You went down. <laughs> you get to save one One case of wine. Yeah. What would it be? Oh, man. You know, that's that's a that's a tough <laughs> that's one. That's an because, unfair question. Yeah, right? it is because there's a lot of ones that I, that I really like. I, I think probably one of my favorite is the Montez Purple Angel. <laughs> Okay, it's, a Carmen year. it's a Carmen year. It's a Carmen And I mean, it's one of those that it's just thick as can be. Yeah. And it's just really got just so much working with it. That's one where your teeth are purple by the time you finish it. That's a good answer. I, I mean, I like as long as you don't say Lambrusco, aren't you? Like just a face you made. You missed that. You missed you know, that, guys. White Zinfandel, I don't, you know. Yeah, and I tell people, like, it's not a real one. <laughs> Tony, Tony comes over with some, he didn't bring Lambrusco, but he bought that Stella Rosa shit. I'm like, Tony, come on. Come on. Please. You know, I'm sure he will save that if you people, want. You know, people buy that stuff, but you know, I, uh, you know, I, I have a, a wine cellar in my house. It's in the garage. It's a 10 foot by 6 foot with its own unit. And it'll fit 100 cases. I think I have 110 in there right now. But you know, I've been doing so this for a while. So you're set for life. Pretty good. Yeah, I could stay in there for a while. <laughs> Very nice. And you know, and I keep it at 52 degrees. Uh -huh. So red should be about 60, 62. White should be, you know, 45. But it's just perfect, especially when I have to cut the grass. And I can go in there and sit down and open a bottle. That's a good that's a helpful thing. Yeah, I won't let anybody near you. They're like, I'd love to see your wine cellar. Yeah, everybody would. It's like, that's off limits, man. There's, uh, there's stuff in there I don't know. Uh, you know, occasionally I'll find an old bottle. I found a 2000 Edison Panino Zinfandel, by, uh, which they don't make anymore. Yeah. And I pulled it out, and I had a hard time getting the cork out. But, man, it was a RGS. RRRGS. <laughs> you guys are going to remember that now. We are going to remember that. That's oh, new slang. Yeah. And you know, they came out with a wine now too. California's doing a GSM. Okay. And that's what they make in France and actually Australia's doing. GF? GSM. Oh, it's okay. a Grenache Syrah Morvedra blend. Okay. And rather than put that on the bottle, they call it GSM. Well, of course, you know, me and my good shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> or to, to, to be where. Or I could say, good stuff, Mikey. You know, if you want to be a little political correct. GSM. I love but, that. You know, I, I love uh, doing sure. stuff okay. like that. Awesome. But, you wow. know, like Estancia has a GSM that, that uh, uh, Cafe Central does by the glass. Awesome. GSM. Well, I think this interview has been GSM. Yes, it Thank has you so been much. GSM. You bet. Thank you. Oh, thank you for your time.
Christina from JBB. How are you, Anne? I'm great. This is this is a great little turnout. Yeah, thank you. I know you just got here. We grabbed you right away, so you haven't no had a chance to get some wine. But don't worry, you will. I will. I will make up for it. Yes. So tell us um, a little bit about JBB because we have not been there yet to interview. Okay. So real quick, what you guys been up to? Great. So uh, I don't know. We're located in Five Points. Yes. Uh, we bring coffee, beer, and wine, and a full menu to to the area. Um, we like to specialize in um, vegetarian options and uh, regular food for, the, for carnivores. <laughs> and, then, uh, and we like to bring a great selection of wines, speaking of alcohol, um, things that you can find um, that you don't necessarily get by the glass, but that we do offer by the glass. Uh, and then, of course, our large selection of beer and puppies. And the selection is really good. Um, Lots of sours, if you like that, stouts. They had the Woot Stout for the longest time, which I was really happy what? about. The Woot Stout. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, we try to get it. A pretty, I think a pretty decent selection of the beer, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do we need to ask? Um, what are you looking forward to seeing here? I mean, is there something that you think you're going to get for your career? Well, you know, I love that regardless of all the fun things that I get to try with our vendors, um, it's, there's always a surprise around the corner. So it's, I love that even through, as my palate has grown, you know, over the years, there's always still something else that blows me away, and it's fun to find that out, you know, when you find something that you love. Just the other day, as a matter of fact, I tried something. It was aged in bourbon. It's a wine. It's a wine. It was great, great red blend, aged in bourbon barrels, and totally, when they came to bring it to me, I was just like, okay, yeah. Sure, we'll try it, but I loved it. And awesome. I had to order some for myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do as the owners. It's like, oh, can I get some for my personal staff? Yes. Very nice. So it's always fun to find new stuff. Always. Definitely. How's the studio coming along? Everything's good, thanks. So we'll be um, adding yoga and tai chi and meditation to, to five points also. Are you oh, going to nice. let people bring their own wine for that? I know. We're going to definitely do some fun things. Yeah. We'll do some fun it's all about the drinking. <laughs> I know. Okay, quick question. We do a fun part in the podcast. Okay. If you were to die and come back as a wine, spirit, or beer, which one would it be? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would, I'm just going to go with the type of wine. Okay. I think it would be a tempranillo, just because it, it seems like very passionate and smoky and mysterious and full of... I don't know. Full of Is that how you are? Passionate and mysterious? Maybe deep down. No, not mysterious. I'm passionate. Not mysterious. But awesome. yeah, you know, that, I think that would be good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, nice. we'll leave you alone. Thank you very much. You have to do it. So we're here with the development director, Candlelight, from KCOS. Yes. So thank you for throwing this wonderful event. How has it been going so far? It's been amazing. We had such a great turnout tonight. I think it, we went over how many people we had last year, nice. which was awesome. close to 400. Very nice. And you have a lot of great restaurants, a lot of great distributors here. Have you been sampling the wine? I have not had a chance to, oh, no. no, unfortunately. <laughs> After, I definitely will. Event planning means you're the one running around. But, you know, KCOS is local. We're all past with BBS yes. Station. And so we love having the support of local restaurants. 
and we have a lot of great restaurants, a lot of new ones that have opened in the area that we're able to come out tonight, like Saltbox, yes. Old Brewery, um, Dragonfly, which is amazing sushi on the far west side. Our EPCC students, the culinary program is amazing, and this year they actually had the best display, and they did sushi too. They had ice blocks that looked so cool. Very nice. Yeah. So what else can you tell us about this wine and food event? Like what makes it special? Why should people be coming out here? Well, on top of enjoying amazing food from local restaurants and sampling wine, you're supporting PBS. And our mission is to inspire, to educate, to inform. And so while you're supporting a nonprofit, you're basically getting to have some fun adult time. It's also great networking. We have a lot of great support from businesses, local and national, and so everybody just gets to come mingle. It's really a fun walk around tasting yeah. event. So it's not very super, it's not very formal, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great night. All right, thank you, Candlelight, and thank you for, for throwing this awesome event. Thanks for, thanks for being here, guys. event of the year so we have 10 different food providers and dessert providers and four different major distributors um, of wine who are um, so gracious in being our donors for this event so that all of our guests who buy tickets can come and have amazing tastings of wine and top-end appetizers and desserts and we have over 400 folks here this evening and a lot of fun and a lot of big silent auction items too, a lot of bidding. And so what, what wine are you drinking right now? Oh my goodness, you would really have to ask the guy from Blazers because, but it was a very select wine that they did a special tasting for some of my top guests and I know it was like a $400 bottle of wine or something like that, from a, that they only get a limited amount of grapes from that particular winery and all that piece. And so, so is the yeah. best wine you've had tonight? Or? Most definitely. Okay. And I like red, but this is an exceptionally nice red and very smooth. So I'm enjoying it. But you can get the label details from them because it was a 2011. Yeah, and he only had one bottle, but they actually are doing one other special tasting over there of a different bottle as well. This With pleasures, yeah. Talk to Austin. But Austin is such an amazing yes. um, wine connoisseur and sommelier. So like he can tell you so much. He's definitely the most educated. Yeah, yeah. yeah we spoke to him for a little while and he was great. Good. He's incredibly full of knowledge. I'm always like, my mind is exploding. It's so amazing. But yeah. So this is the 2016 event. You're going to have this again next year. Oh, yes. How are you going to like... How are you going to top this? How are you going to make this better? You know, that's a great question. I think the only way we top it is continuing. So we have a voting at this event. So uh -huh. we have great restaurants. And I think we're kind of at the top of the game with the wine. However, they are so competitive among themselves that yeah. every year that it's good, they come and bring their game even higher, right? <laughs> so same with the restaurants. This is only our second year doing voting with the restaurants. And so we give the the most voted for restaurant um, gets some free underwriting on KCOS to promote their business as well. So. Um, as they get used to that, they know and they up their game. They bring more food and even higher end things. So I think that's really the only way and keep having a great time. So how can restaurants contact you? So they can um, reach out to us on our website at KCUS TV and there's some there's a main info at KCUS TV email as well. Um, you can reach out to us on our Facebook. It's nice and easy too at KCUS TV and let us know that you're interested in being part of the event or other events throughout the year with us and um, we're going to get started really early for planning for next fall again. So, awesome. so we booked the date like in a couple weeks. I'll book the date again for next year so 
All right, thank you, Emily. Thank you for throwing this awesome event. Well, thanks for coming, guys. It's great to have our podcast, our local podcast here. So So make sure to come out to next year's event. It was a great event, lots of nice food, lots of great wine. Michelle, how do you feel about this? This is exciting. I think the Black Orchid wants to participate on this next year. We'll see how we can get you involved. Sounds good. (laughs) Thank you, Emily. Again, this episode featured KCOS's Wine and Food Classic for 2016. Uh, Be on the lookout for it next year and make sure to check it out. There's always going to be great food and great wine out there. Um, Thank you for listening. If you need to contact us because you want to be on on an episode or if you have any questions or comments, email us at insidethedrinkersstudio at gmail.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes if you can. It's really helpful for our ratings. Enjoy your day. Love you. Mean it. Red wine mistakes of